0: Hi, it's Michael
1: Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today,
0: on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. It sure does seem that the dialogue is increasingly coarsened. Just look at the last week to 10 days. I'll give you a couple of examples and then welcome a special guest to talk about incivility. You had Corey Lewandowski on Fox News. Roll it.
2: I read today about a 10-year-old uh, girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Wow, wow. I read about a, a did you say want-want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome what being I taken said from is her you mother? Can anything you had, them had
0: them Secretary, Secretary Nielsen going to a Mexican restaurant in Washington, D.C. and being heckled at the dinner table. We call on you to end family separation. And and family and separation. And separation. And abolish and arms. On on June 10, Sunday, June 10, Robert De Niro walks out on stage to begin the Tony Awards.
1: I'm going to say one thing. Fuck Trump.
0: And speaking of the F-bomb, the president traveled to Capitol Hill this week. A congressional intern confronted him. What is going on out there? Professor Christine Porath, an associate professor at the McDonough School of Business at Georgetown University, has authored Mastering Civility, a manifesto for the workplace, and joins me now. Professor, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Talk to me about your book. I I confess that until I read about you in the New York Times, I was unaware of it. Give me the Cliff's Note version.
3: Well, it's really about the costs of rudeness and disrespect and then the benefits, uh, particularly if you're a leader, but anyone about how, you know, you can lift people up and lift ourselves up by doing small things that demonstrate respect. Um, and the good news is it spreads. So we, we know from research that, you know, doing these small actions and showing up in positive ways really does lift people, whether in the workplace or in society more generally.
0: Okay, so you're telling me there's a contagion factor for good behavior. To look at what's going on nationally in our political landscape, it sure does seem like the reverse is true.
3: Well, both are true. So uh, incivility is a bug. It's contagious. It's a virus. There's a good bit of research now that shows that we can catch it anywhere. So in the workplace, you know, if, if someone's being rude, we can take it home with us um, and vice versa. So uh, sadly, most of this is unconscious so we're not necessarily aware of it, um, particularly when we read it, rude words on social media, things like that. It actually does take us off track. We don't focus as well, we don't perform as well, and it colors our mood such that we usually pass it on.
0: Is incivility on the rise or is it just that the media is glomming onto these incidents? It's almost like the child abduction question that I ask. If there's a child abduction given the 24-7 news cycle, we're seeing it constantly. In fact, Stephen Pinker at Harvard would say we've never been so safe and neither have been our kids. I'm, I'm asking the same question about incivility.
3: Yeah, it's tough to know, at least in the workplace over the last two decades, uh, it's been on the rise. So but I agree with you. You know, I do think that people are more aware of it now more than ever. Um, but sadly, what we know is that, you know, people mimic role models. And so if it's out there, particularly leaders in any domain, you know, whether it's uh, politics, business, sports, media, then people tend to, you know, React the same way, you know, and uh, so that adds, I think, to
0: the prevalence of incivility. Well, that then would seem to suggest that if you have a presidential candidate who comes out on a stage and says, I'm running for president and Mexico is sending us its rapists, that people are going to parrot that type of bad behavior.
3: Yeah, I think that that's true, you know, and we know that that's true in the workplace. So I think that there's certainly a strong parallel. Uh, People have, you know, encouraged me to to kind of track it um, in schools. And I've heard at least that it seems to be on the rise there, which would not be surprising because it's everywhere, not just in politics, but You know, again, we see it more, whether it's reality shows, whether it's social media, trolling behavior. Um, But I think right now, sadly, you know, politics is in the arena where we're seeing it so much uh, through the media, you know. Uh, So it's affecting us, no doubt.
0: When you speak of incivility in the workplace, what type of behavior? Give me some specific examples that you write write about in your book.
3: Well, I think it's insulting or belittling people, uh, or, you know, the type where they come from, uh, telling offensive jokes. Uh, it can even be things like, you know, texting while someone's talking to you though, or sending an email that um, you know, belittle someone. And so it really includes a lot of different types of behaviors. Uh, it You know, what's uncivil to one person may be absolutely fine to another. Uh, so that makes it tough because it really is all in the eyes of the beholder and whether someone felt disrespected.
0: You referenced texting a moment ago. You referenced trolling. I wonder how much of this has its origins in technology because technology gives us the ability to be bad actors without people seeing our faces. I say this constantly, Professor. People say things about me and to me via Twitter and Facebook that they would never say to me. I know from my personal encounters, which are 100 percent pleasant, even when people (coughs) disagree with me.
3: Absolutely. So I think that that's a huge part of it that just fuels things. Um, And we are more on edge. You know, the number one reason people give for being uncivil is they're stressed. So, you know, I think that that also adds to it. But technology, no doubt, plays a huge role. And it is easier, you know, to kind of throw a bomb at someone from afar, you know. And and we don't have to necessarily see their reaction, you know, and what it does to them either, Um, So I think that you're right. I mean, um, right now, there are so many things driving this, but the social media and uh, technology, email, is huge.
0: You said in the Times, it seems like people are not only reciprocating, but we tend to stoop lower rather than higher. It's really putting us in an unfortunate place. Explain.
3: Well, you know, I, I love that quote by Michelle Obama who said, you know, when people go low, you know, go high basically, or take the higher road. And that's not what we see, at least in the workplace, but I think more generally, what we see is people not only reciprocate, um, but they tend to make it worse, you know, through not only to that person or talk badly about them, but they also spread it in their network. And again, some of it may not be intentional. It's just, you know, we're frustrated the rest of the day, we take it out on someone else, particularly if they have less status than us or less power. And so, you know, we tend to kiss up and kick down. Um, but the main thing being that we, we do spread it in our networks, not only at work, but at home, online, as you mentioned, and in our communities.
0: But low works. You know, when Michelle Obama said, when, when, when they go low, we go high, I thought to myself immediately, but there's a reason why there's so much negative advertising in political campaigns. It, 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 it breaks through. People remember it. And it's effective.
3: It is. And sadly, you know, in, in this case, what we know is that, um, you know, bad is stronger than good. You know, that that uh, there's a lot of research that shows that we found that de- our de-energizing relationships have four to seven times the effect as our energizing relationships. So sadly, this negativity really does pull us down and pull us off course. Um, so I think it's really tough in this climate, um, you know, to, to stay positive and to go high. So even though it's the right message to broadcast, I think most of us struggle on an everyday basis now, particularly when we're taking this in, you know, just even the negative information, Um, but reading about it, you know, we don't have to be the target. (laughs) If we witness this or we read about it, it's still pulling us down.
0: This is Christine Porath, a Georgetown University professor whose book is titled Mastering Civility. What can we do about it?
1: This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM.
0: Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4.
1: Listen to Michael Live, weekdays on POTUS, SiriusXM XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app.
0: This is Christine Porath, a Georgetown University professor whose book is titled Mastering Civility. What can we do about it?
3: Uh, well, I think, you know, the main thing is try to do the small things. Be the positive example, you know, as, as you mentioned. I think um, even things like saying thanks, sharing credit, you know, listening fully when someone's talking... Um, humbly asking questions, how can I help things like that? Uh, you know, those are big things, um, that do lift people up in small ways. And I think, you know, taking a stand when someone denigrates, um, a group of people or, you know, um, you know, I think that that's important now that we start having courage to speak up, um, when people are disrespected or belittled.
0: You're reminding me that anecdotally, I came on radio recently within the last 30 days, and I said that I had noticed in my day-to-day life at retail establishments, getting coffee, wherever I might be, no longer is it just customary that people would say, thank you for the purchase, whatever the purchase might be. Do you think that's tied into what you're seeing?
3: Absolutely. So I think it's much tougher now for people to be mindful of that, um, for that to be a routine. (laughs) You know, we just don't, we don't get it as much. Um, I mean, there was a big poll done where people said that they were thanked at work once, less than once a year. I find that hard to believe, but um, I don't doubt that we're saying thanks less, you know, that we are showing up in ways that lift people up. I think it, it, we're struggling right now.
0: Professor, thank you for being here.
3: Thanks
0: for having me. <laughs> okay. That's Christine Porath, Mastering Civility. TC, what else is on the uh, the clip list that we have assembled? We had Corey Lewandowski, Secretary yeah. Nielsen, Robert De Niro, the congressional intern. What else? So in,
2: in the New York Times piece that you were referencing, they went back to... 2015, and uh, President Trump calling Mexicans who are coming across the
1: border rapists. Remember, you, you all know it sounds like this. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some I assume are good people.
2: They also mentioned the Samantha B. audio. Um, that was only—I uh, mean, I think that was at the very end of last month. Here's what that sounded like.
3: Let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. C- he listens to you. Put on something tight and. And tell your father to fucking stop it. Tell him it was an
2: Obama. Thing there you and go. Goes, okay? um, and then also, when I was looking for different audio, and this is this is less uh, the people who are affected by President Trump, and more President Trump's unbelievable genius in nicknames and and taglines and branding. The Wall Street Journal put together a compilation of President Trump and the language that he likes to use discussing other politicians and um, pr- in previous administrations.
1: Well, we have some of the dumbest leaders in the world. We have losers. We have losers. They're losers. They're just losers. We have very stupid people. We have stupid leadership. How stupid are our leaders? How stupid are these politicians to allow this to happen? How stupid are they? You get the idea?
0: I do. I, it's it,
1: very effective. It goes on, it goes what, on. What about
0: the nicknames? Yeah. Was
1: the single worst Secretary of State in the history of this country. The the world collapsed around us while she was Secretary of State. I have just one word for Mr. Trump.
2: Now, if you Lasta. want to get into the nicknames, yeah. That goes that goes into a back and forth the Wall Street Journal put together, but if you want to get into the nicknames then the Washington Post put together um, a compilation of those. Take a listen.
1: I love running against crooked Hillary. I love that. I mean, so much. You know, Lion Ted. We call him Lion Ted. Lion Ted.
2: With dramatic music, of course.
1: Sloppy Steve brought him into the White House quite a bit, and it was one of those things. That's why Sloppy Steve is now looking for a job. But you know, this poor, pathetic, low-energy guy. He gets up, and he does a commercial that. Hillary so I'm looking at little Marco and I say, "Man, there's something happening with him." And he's like melting. Little rocket man. Rocket fuel for the
2: You get the idea. I
1: have no choice. It goes I'm, on. I'm just listening. I'm
0: listening. <laughs> you want more? Well, there but you know here's the rocket thing. Rocket man they're effective it sticks it I sticks know. it's entertaining
2: we all know them all how we many all pe- how many know how many people all.
0: are driving in their cars all across the country right now with a little smile on their face as they're listening to it even though we all know it's reprehensible
2: but the flip side of that is like stupid and loser it had had my daughter at you know in in middle school called someone that i absolutely would have been floored right. you know we we don't say shut up we don't say hate i mean can you imagine so it really <sighs> yes, it has I, not, I appreciated it has, the professor's take on things.
0: Okay, so it has not extended into our workplace, has it?
2: Ha, has it extended into our workplace? Yes. No more than usual, Michael.
0: Oh come on! <laughs> um, I'm I'm kind of curious as to she, her 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 thesis. Really, is is all about bad behavior in the workplace, and right. we can we can discuss in what direction does it flow does it flow from the top down has trump yes. has you think so has trump I do. set the tone no question okay no so question. so when i'm not getting thanked for my coffee is that his fault I,
2: okay i i you and i differ on that i think you can bring a little a little thankfulness with you and maybe you can affect change in that way so no that is not i do not think uh, you not getting thanked and you not thanking because you're not getting thanked at Starbucks is President Trump's fault.
0: Do you think that bad behavior in the workplace and we'll open the phone lines and find out what's going on out there is his fault? Um, See, I think technology, I think no, I, I was going
2: to say not. I think it's I think of it as more political. I think the political bad behavior is definitely a reflection of him.
0: What I think is that People's ability to it used to be it used to be that when you would publish a letter to the editor in the local newspaper, if you wanted to be anonymous, you had to identify yourself to the newspaper so that they knew who it was and they wouldn't publish. You know, growing up, as I did in the burbs of Philly, I have a particular newspaper in mind, my community's newspaper, the Intelligencer, I'll name it. And their policy was, we're going to print your name if you're going to send us a letter. And if there's a reason why you want to be anonymous, you need to tell us who you are and what the rationale might be. But the advent of technology, now you have all of these these media outlets allowing people to post nasty stuff underneath the stories. And then comes Twitter, where people stand behind. I, I said to you uh, just this morning, TC, that there's been some some... Explosion of Twitter followers for me, I'm not beyonce, but for for me in my own small world and what I've noted about them are the identities that people stand behind some kind of handle that you have no idea who they are, and I think that we've become so accustomed to the ability uh to 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 behave badly. Via technology, that it's now transcending into everything. I, I, I you know, Trump's a bad, Tr- Trump's a bad influence. The president is a bad influence in this regard. I'm not letting him off the hook, but I think technology is equally to blame for this. I've said before, we're going to look back at this era in time, and we're going to wonder if it was worth it to have ways and open table and Amazon Prime, for what it's done to us in terms of incivility and other aspects of our kids being shut-ins and playing too many video games and lacking social skills
1: hear more of michael smirconish on sirius xm's potus channel 124 live
2: weekdays from 9 a.m to noon east or anytime on the sirius xm app
1: connect with michael on facebook twitter youtube and at smirconish.com book club with michael smirconish new episodes drop mondays wednesdays and fridays